everybody this is amazing fantasy football i am josh and that guy over there is i'm chris and chrissy always is how you doing tonight chris i'm doing wonderful it's thursday i get to talk fantasy football and football with my buddy josh life is good how about you i'm doing all right i'm doing all right um a little overworked a little overworked and underappreciated um, well, um, so uh, I got a disclaimer for my notes going forward for this week is that I got the third COVID shot on Tuesday. So half of my notes were done yesterday while I had a fever afterwards. And that's uh, and, I th- and I'm saying that because. Do these I, notes, do these notes get psychedelic or anything? <laughs> I will find out. Hopefully not. Um, I just like I don't never uh, I didn't have a reaction to the first two like my arm didn't even, like my arm barely hurt after the first two yeah. and yesterday yeah. my arm like was killing me and i had a fever and the worst part of it was is that i i was barely awake when i did any when i did these notes like it wasn't even the fever i was just so tired it was so just, just physical and mental, mental exhaustion yeah yeah i know the feeling yeah and not, just, not, not which so apparently was thinking never had a headache never had a headache Oh, um, and I could make some jokes about them injecting me with some tracking, uh, you know, GPS tracking, whatevers, and yada yada. But that's not really what, what's, true. What's, what, what I like the best from I don't know several months ago was is your cell phone reception better? <laughs> yeah, actually. <it> is. <laughs> that one well, made me okay, and, and so like just real quick side note here: mm-hmm. if the government had a GPS tracker that was so microscopic that they can use. They could disguise a vaccine as a way to inject it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that they would have found another way to do it already? And don't you, you know, think, and, like, and, and don't you think we'd have drones the size of like uh, this like, remote, like a like or a pin, coaster, like a push or pin, or coaster? You yeah, know, exactly. Like, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's how things work. Uh, yeah. We get we don't necessarily get the cutting edge, especially if it's like military stuff but anyway, anyway. And, if this, and at this point if you're listening to the show and you're an anti-vaxxer and everything you, that's fine I'll, I'll i'll deal with zero listeners but y'all are wrong i'm sorry y'all are wrong um let's let's move on in, into some news and go like not go completely down this rabbit hole because no. i'm gonna get upset and i'm all about having some fun that's what thursdays are about my friend fantasy is fun what thursdays are about so so why don't you start yourself with some news chris some news i've got a a thing over here with a bunch of news on it. Let me get that pulled right up for you, sir. All right. We've got Dalvin Cook. Uh, he practiced Thursday with an ankle. Uh, that the update was like six or seven hours old. So that's great news for a lot of fantasy fans out there. TJ Hawkinson was limited Thursday with a knee. Uh, there's a little scuttlebutt about that. I'm a little concerned about that. I'll leave it at that and keep your eye on it. Uh, Elijah Moore, okay. the Jets wide receiver, gets in a full practice uh, today, Thursday, after being in the concussion protocol. Looks like all systems are go. Grant did not practice Thursday. No surprises there. I didn't think he was going to go uh, with those ribs. Uh, Giants wide receivers, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, both did not practice with hamstrings today. I thought I had something on... Galladay, I think it was minor enough to not include it in the headliner news, but I included it in the matchup. Yeah, not that I know of. Yeah, it's just it's more of him just being a 
I don't know what Diva. Uh, we'll quick call it side that. Note, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick side note. You talked about some ribs. I made some ribs last weekend. Oh, man. Now, they weren't, like, so tender that you could, like, literally just pull a bone out because I've had those ribs before. But this rib rub that I had on these on these ribs was freaking delicious. And if you want that recipe, you can't have it because I don't know it because I don't measure anything out. I just kind of throw some stuff together. But this is so, it's so good, Rub. Oh, my. It was, oh, my. Heavenly. I'm sorry. Keep, keep, keep going. Heavenly. Uh, where were we? I, I like I like ribs. Giants wide receivers out of the way. Uh, here's a big one. Uh, Christian McCaffrey trending in. He said he could definitely play. Quote: He has a good feel for it. Uh, apparently, I didn't type feel? the quote up. Yeah, I like how I had a quote but didn't type it out. <laughs> limited. <laughs> he was he was limited Thursday and Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, I really. Uh, speaking of having a good feel for it, I think he's gonna go. Uh, so the, you know, the waiver, uh, the fab spender uppers for the uh, for Mr. Chuba Hubbard. I think he's still going to have value didn't moving forward. Didn't do much at all last week, really. Well, I think it had a little bit to do with Dallas he, and, and he Dallas had like He had like more. something like, uh, like, I'm just pulling this off the top of my head, but he had like something like six fantasy points, like half PPR yeah. fantasy yeah. points last week. It was not good. Yeah, they, they did a decent, Dallas did decent versus run plus uh, Carolina needed to throw. Uh uh, it comes up mm-hmm. later, but I think also I know for a fact that uh, DJ Moore was lined up in the backfield once or twice. And uh, DJ Moore had a good game. Yeah, I'm very excited about that, especially in Dynasty. Anyway, <laughs> screw you. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo did not practice Thursday with a calf. As far as I'm concerned, the pressure I'm getting is we're going to see a uh, we're going to see a Trey Lance game here. Sounds like Trey Lance is going to play. Yeah, yeah, and again that'll come up later in matchups. Um, Sorry, uh, the Titans receivers, A.J. Brown, practiced both Wednesday and Thursday with a hamstring. Julio did not practice both Wednesday and Thursday with a hamstring. Uh, so how do you feel about, like, Josh Reynolds and the other guy whose name is escaping me? Because he has, like, four of them uh, growing up. I mean, it's another it's another soft matchup against Jacksonville this week. They have it the Jets, is. Which isn't that soft, but as one might think. But Jacksonville's like just about at the bottom. Uh, the answer off the top of my head would be, well, not top of my head. I did some research on on the matchup. Is that I don't think there'll be enough to for the enough points to go around to feed other passing options. I think AJ Brown. Is I gonna... think the I think the correct answer is stay tuned for that matchup. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Um, Steelers say, "quote Heck no" on benching Big Ben. Uh, Calvin Although Ridley should. Calvin Ridley is not making the trip to London. He is literally ruled out. Uh, personal matter is what I read. That's all I got. Uh, related to that, uh, Gage, the receiver for Atlanta, is also out with an ankle. Uh, that would be Russell Gage. Thank you. Why do I always want to call him Justin Gage? Why? Who's Justin Gage? I have no idea. Is that like... Ooh. You're gonna look it Josh up. Josh likes doing this. <laughs> yes, I do. I've got like I've got up. like four or five bullet points left. Let me fi- let me finish the news real quick while you do that. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, running back, Niners limited Thursday shoulder. I need this guy in a lineup. Uh, Chase Edmonds. This is kind of concerning. Did not practice Thursday shoulder. Worked on side. Now I did get the impression yeah. in reading the blurb that uh, he's he's been having a little maintenance. He's been playing well, so I'm maybe, maybe we're not too concerned, but let's keep an eye on that. Uh, Josh Jacobs was a full go Thursday practice for his ankle. Oh, yeah. TJ Hawkinson was limited Thursday with a knee. He is truly questionable is what I read. 
And George Kittle calf did not practice Thursday. The impression I got from that news is that this is kind of a thing. They, they, they a dance they do every week. So he should be all right. So Justin Gage spelled it with Gage spelled exactly like how uh, Russell Gage uh, <laughs> spells good. his last name. It's, I'm, I'm a little worried. No, no, sad. it's it's and this is where you're thinking. This is what you're thinking about. You're thinking about Justin Gage. He played for the Titans back in the day. Like mm. in my back in the day, I mean, like you know, like I'm an old man back in the day, 10, 15 years ago. Oh yeah, like when I when I was like watching a ton of a ton of football. Yeah. Now, Justin Gage spelled like G-A-G-E-G-G-A-U-G-E is not a person. Yeah, I definitely meant G-A-G-E. But G-A-G-E is is wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. From like 15 years ago. He was drafted in the fifth fifth round in 2003. He played for them for at least a few years. And uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. No, not that guy. Oh, I'm sorry. He was he was originally drafted by the Bears. That's right. From 2003 to 2006 and 2007 to 2010, he was with the Titans. I remember him being with the Titans, so whatever. I mean, he had a seven-year career. That's not too shabby. I'm sorry, eight-year career. That's not shabby for the NFL. Anyways, let's go. I'm sorry. What else did you have with the news? That was it. What about uh, I thought of something and then I lost it? Oh, news is that Justin Fields has, for whatever reason, been named the starter for the rest oh, of the season. How did I leave that Chicago out? Bears. I could have sworn I. Came I know back you. The... I know you have the Bears matchup this yeah, week. Yeah, but that, maybe that's why I didn't include it. I before you get there, mm-hmm. here's like, and you posted it in our Discord that you thought that or. It was in our Dynasty League chat. Sure, yeah. You thought that Justin Fields looked pretty good last week. I thought it was the exact opposite. I thought he looked, I it thought was... he looked very unpolished, and that he needed a lot of practice. Still, like like a lot of his throws I, I was... were just not on target, even while throwing state in the pocket or. Like I'm like I'm not trying to be like oh I'm just being a contrarian to Chris and whatever. I was like like right. legitimately I, I was watched vi- that game. I, I was victim of watching, you know. 15 minutes of a game. Basically, that's what happened. Uh, I watched what a I good part tell. of it. I did. Because I was like, oh, that's right, Justin Fields. I want and to I, see and how I, he actually does. I don't want to be clear. I thought and this I'd... was against the Lions, too. Like, I, I really, I was hoping that, it's only that was his second kind of my start. Point. It, was more, it was more of a hoping, kind of like, hey, dot, 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 you know, not looking too shabby. And then it didn't look so great after that. So, yeah, I, I would agree yeah. with you there. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was just like, I... I saw something completely different, and that's not to say that he can't improve compared to what he did against the. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What was that team he did really bad against? Uh, his debut. The Bears. No, no, he plays for the Bears. Um, <laughs> True. Uh, well, he was really bad for the Bears. Um, but yeah, against the Lions, I was like, you know, I feel like against the Lions, you could do a little bit better than what you're doing right now, there, buddy. But whatever. It was the Bears versus the Browns. Remember me and you were kind of like, oh yeah, a, a little, was a little, ate him, ate, ate him for lunch. That's yep. right. Yep, yep. Um, okay, yeah. So, but yeah, that, that's that's something that's something to to um, take into account too when you're when you're d- thinking about your um, 
Oh boy, and your Allen Robinsons, and and you know your Darnell Mooney's too. That and will that will come up later for sure. Um, I would, yeah, I'd like to speak once you're done. And, he, and here and, and here in talking a, points, and here in a handful of weeks, few weeks, whatever you want to call it, we might even have in, be having some coaching changing dis, changes discussions. Um, we'll see. I yeah, I just don't know what's behind Matt Nagy to that for them to really that's, just that's be a like, fair criticism. Yeah, yeah I, I tend to, and I tend, and sometimes when and sometimes when. Um, when people, when fans are out crying for the coach's head and everything, you have to also think about like what's behind this coach. Mm-hmm. For like, is the guy behind him going to really be an improvement, or is he going to be like, this guy has virtually no coaching experience? What are we doing? Like, well, you might as well just keep the guy that's already in place in place. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. just just think of that, Bears fans. Just think of that. Yeah, you know, that's all I got to say. Let's move on with the show, man. Let's let's get some matchups going here. Um, we're we're already. In, into this a little bit, um, which is okay. We we are having a good, good discussion, but let's 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 get this ball rolling here. Let let's me flip over here because I am going to start the matchups with the New York Jets at the Atlanta Falcons. The poop bowl. And, like, let's talk about <laughs> Zach Wilson here for a second. Okay. Like, just real quick. Last week against the, the soft Titans pass D, Zach Wilson threw for two hundred ninety-seven yards and two touchdowns. Not bad. One interception, of course, but only took one sack. Um, the Falcons deep and the Titans, I believe, were doing without Bud Dupree as well. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. The Falcons D is only giving up 2.8 less yards per game than the Tennessee Titans here. So Wilson is probably going to throw a pick or two for you if you did want to start him here. But if you're a gutsy streamer, it's not a bad matchup against the Falcons for Zach Wilson. There's uh, there's going to be some names coming up later on. Here and one of them's going to be Matt Ryan, but I think I I think I'm going to go Wilson over Matt Ryan this week, especially without the especially with the news of Calvin Ridley being out this week. I'm going to go with Zach Wilson here, man. What yeah. do you think about that, Zach Wilson, Matt Ryan? How do you feel on that, Tim? I'm sorry, you're going Wilson over Ryan in this particular matchup. Yes, yes, sir. I think the, I think it's it points to the fact that the Falcons are that bad on defense. Like well, it's, of course, it's just a vacant cupboard as far as I'm concerned there on defense. Uh, I think it's ballsy even still. I think I would probably lean name value in a super flex as my like low end QB two well, and go Matt Ryan. Maybe, but... maybe you'll change your tune here. Um, so. uh, let's so. move on to Michael Carter here. The Falcons are a little bit better when it comes to defending the run versus the pass weirdly, but they're still giving up 119.3 rushing yards per game. Uh, Michael Carter's playing time has increased every week this season. Not exactly true. He had the same amount of snaps between week three and four, but I, that's what I wrote. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm calling myself a liar anyways. Um, last week, he got up to 51%. And by last week, I mean also week three. Uh, the problem is that he got he only got 14 touches and gained 34 yards on those 14 touches. Hmm. The Titans do have a decent oh. rushing defense, but I'm still not in, in on Carter just yet. So I'm going to give him the two stars, more like a big league, like real big, deep league flex play, two stars for him. Uh, let's move on to Corey Davis here. If Zach Wilson, if I think that Zach Wilson is going to have an okay game, then that's got to be Corey Davis right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he owns the highest snap percentage of all Jets wide receivers. He runs the most routes. And last week he was only second to James Crowder in targets. But and had at least 20, 29 more receiving yards than anyone else on the Jets team. So I'm giving Corey Davis three and a half stars here. On, a, on to the aforementioned Jamison Crowder. 
Three and a half stars, but only in a full PPR league, folks. Only in a full P- He's a target monster. He's just not a yak master. I wish I would have wrote that down. And yak being yards after catch, of course. Um, Let's move on to Matt Ryan here. I do have him down as a three star, but that was before Chris told me about Calvin Ridley for sure not, mm. not playing this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bump him down to two and a half stars here. Um. I have I have a lot of stuff written down, but it's really Matt Ryan and not having his number one target. I'm just not in on him, and also not having Russell Gage too. You, I mean, if you're doing some uh, daily uh, dynasty, you know, or our daily fantasy stuff, Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah, look that one up. Um, I can almost spell it for you, but I'm not going to. Um, and I'm not going to remember. It is, is a is a wide receiver <laughs> name to throw out there? But the Jets do have some decent cornerbacks. They they really do. Um, it's really hard for me to get in on Matt Ryan now with Calvin Ridley being out. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. You're not I, starting I would Mike like, Davis. I would like to amend my statement earlier when you were like Zach Wilson over Matt Ryan. That's a really good point. I, I'm the one who reported at the beginning of the show. I kind of forgot he was out. Ridley, that is. Yeah. Go ahead. So with no Calvin Ridley, no Matt Ryan. Cornerell Patterson, I'm giving him three stars and maybe it's more like a three and a, three and a quarter, three and a half stars now. With without Calvin uh, Ridley, I almost would call him Johnson. Um, he's not getting a ton of work on the ground, but he's doing all his damage through the air. He Patterson helps uh, ZC works. Uh, I got to give a shout out to him. He cramed me last week, man, mm-hmm. and it was a lot due to his three touchdowns. I'm not calling for another three touchdown game from Cordero, Cordero Patterson this week, but he did have 82 or yards in again. each game <laughs> and 82 receiving yards in each of the last two weeks. So, and that could that could. Be a similar uses this week as well. Uh, skipping For over sure. Calvin Ridley, we already covered that. Um, one thing to take note of is that Matt Ryan is PFF's 18th best quarterback. Here's some names that are behind that he's ahead of. He's ahead of Sam Darnold, probably due to some turnovers and some ball handling issues. Here's some bigger names though: Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. He's ahead of them wow. in PFF's quarterback ratings. Just saying. Just saying. Um, Kyle Pitts, so far, Pitts has eight red zone targets and only two receptions with zero touchdowns. Oh, he's is, not converting him. Is, is Kyle Pitts the new... Uh, is he the new Julio? The new Julio. The new Julio touchdown Jones. He's getting the red zone targets. <laughs> he's just not getting the touchdowns. I'm just... Well, they're the last the last several years, Julio just wasn't getting them because they were like, okay, he's, uh, I'll just stop. Pitts is, is averaging only 6.6 yards, or I'm sorry, fantasy points per game, and he's only the tight end 21 on the league. Chris, if you drafted Kyle Pitts in like the sixth round, are you all in on a cause for concern with him? I think at this point I am. And this is going to be, I think this is going to be the turning point too. Like if it's not this week without Calvin Ridley, then when? Then when? I agree. I know. And and Mm -hmm. here's the thing. I know he's only like, if, if Calvin Ridley would have gotten a touchdown, he'd be the tight end 12 so far in the season. If he would have gotten two, he'd be the tight end seven, but he hasn't. So, and the jets are giving up 4.4 fantasy points per game to the tight end position. Ooh. Granted, the best they've tied in they they face so far is Noah Fant, but even then, I just like I'm giving Kyle Pitts three and a half stars, and it's and, and I, I, like I'm actually gawking at that that rating right now. But without Calvin, uh, uh, man, I almost called him Calvin Johnson again. Without Calvin Ridley, I'm sticking with that three and a half there. He's going to probably be the number one target this season, just this, based this this, this, this week, week for based for Matt Ryan. Volume, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. 
If he ain't getting it done this week, yeah, I'm definitely way out on on Pitts. Mm-hmm. Well, just where I what's your next what's your what's your first matchup, Chris? Just uh, where, where I would have drafted Pitts, I would have expected more. That that's that's the point, the overall point for me at least. All right, I was my, having a hard um, a fantasy football calculator was broken this week, or it has been actually for a couple of weeks, so I was having a hard time finding. I went off of um, Fantasy Pros um, ADP, mm-hmm. and it said the sixth, and I was like. That seems a little low, but yeah, I feel I, like I thought he was going fourth. in like the fifth, but whatever. I just went by theirs because it was yeah. the only site that I could pull up an ADP on. There you go. All right. I've got the uh, Patriots at Texans. Uh, this shouldn't take too long. Uh, Mac Jones is averaging one touchdown per game. Uh, the Pats' conservative game plan hurts Mac Jones' fantasy value, but he does have a nice 71% completion rate. Uh, that doesn't mean he belongs in your fantasy li- li- lineups. Only in deep superflex leagues. I'm gonna bench him otherwise. Hey Chris, real quick, do you remember mm-hmm. when uh, what Tom Brady's first season was? What year it was? It was oh one two. I'm gonna go oh okay. one. Okay, just keep going. Sorry, I'm gonna look up Brady's stats for his first season. Uh, Damian Harris is the running back 39 on the season in half point PPR, of course. Uh, that's 7.3 fantasy points per game, but he is coming off perhaps his toughest matchup versus, uh, perhaps coming off his toughest matchup. Moving forward, Harris's schedule looks pretty good, actually, the next several weeks, minus the uh, Panthers and Browns in weeks 9 and 10. Besides that, he gets Houston, Dallas, the Jets, the Chargers, then after the Panthers and Browns I just mentioned in week 11, he gets Atlanta. And then Tennessee. They even get Indy in week 15 and the Jags in week 17, which is probably a championship round. So look a little bit ahead there uh, in terms of his his value and what he could bring with his soft schedule. The Texans are fifth worst, having given up 548 rushing yards through four weeks. It was encouraging to see 61% snap share versus the Bucks last week but uh, for, Har- uh, for Harris, but the Pats had no intention of running into that Tampa defensive front, so they abandoned the run early, and Harris ended up with only four carries, and Mac Jones threw 40 times. I expect a much more Harris-friendly game script versus the Texans. The Texans are also giving up the fifth most fantasy points to the running back position. I'm going to give Damian Harris 3.5 stars. That's all the Patriots I want to talk about. <laughs> Uh, and all the Texans I want to talk about. Brandon Cooks. Cooks had a rough week last week where Davis Mills threw for only 87 yards versus the league-leading pass defense in terms of passing yards. Yet, Cooks still has a not-terrible five catches for 47 yards performance. The Pats are tough. The Pats are tough versus the pass, also giving up a fourth-best 740 yards through the first four weeks. Still, with Cooks averaging just under 10 t- targets per game, he belongs in the top 36 flex consideration just about every week. So I'm going to give him 3.25 stars. I mean, that's an easy matchup because I, I I don't have any other Patriots to talk about. I'm sorry, Texans to talk about. He used to play for the I, Patriots. Well, it's, it's pretty... It's <laughs> kind of across it's the kind board. kind of... Um, Basically, that was your... Kind Dam- of what you expect. Basically, that was your Damian Harris versus Brandon Cooks. There you go. For sure. Here's okay. So here's the thing about, and I was just kind of like, I don't, I'm not saying Mac Jones is a future Tom Brady or anything, but I just Mm. wanted to be like, how did the, how did Bill Belichick handle Tom Brady in his first year of starting? Oh, he was Mr. Conservative through and through. It it really was. He was averaging two, about 200 yards per game, about 
Um, sixty, and he averaged sixty-three percent of a completion percentage, about a touchdown a game, a roughly an interception per game, which is kind of where Mac Jones is. Only Mac Jones is at about two hundred and seventy yards per game so far. So, very. I mean, you give you give um you give a boost to you know that extra seventy yards of this is the modern NFL versus two thousand one. Oh, you know, sure. like. Yeah. That's not bad. Like they're very, very similar. I'm not like once again. I'm not calling Mac Jones the next Tom Brady. I'm just saying how this same head, the same, the exact same, the same head coach franchise is managing him. Yeah, a very similar quarterback. Yes, Brady was not a good fantasy quarterback in the beginning of his career. In fact, for a few years, and then of course, Randy Moss and all that happened. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm just like I'm just giving context of what Mac Jones is doing well versus what Tom Brady was doing in his first. Yada, 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 yada. Blah, 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 blah. Just sorry, just doing some on-air thinking. Um, Here we go. Detroit Lions at Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota may be allowing 19.4 fantasy points per game. That doesn't make Goff startable. He's averaging only 18.8 fantasy points per game, 275 yards per game, um, right around Mac Jones. And uh, one and three quarter touchdowns per game, so it's really not that great. Keep him out of your starting lineup. I'm giving him one and a half stars this week. He's getting that because he is the quarterback 16 so far and mm-hmm. has a softer matchup. Maybe that should be more like a two and a half stars, I guess. Um, you know, like a I just lost Jimmy Garoppolo in my two quarterback league. Maybe sure. I need to start Jared Goff instead. Um, DeAndre Swift, assuming he plays, he has a groin injury. I believe Chris covered that at the top, and if he didn't, he has a groin injury, and he's questionable at the moment. Assuming he plays three and three quarters, uh, three and three quarter stars. Surprisingly, it's DeAndre Swift is the RB nine so far this this season. Despite his top ten running back status, Swift hasn't been super efficient on the ground. He's averaging just three point four yards per carry, but he is all, averaging almost six receptions per game and eight point seven yards per reception. I'm guessing that the Lions will continue to throw the ball this week, being behind because behind, their secondary, yeah. their entire defense is not very good. So that means that Swift once again will be getting that receiving work, like I already said. Jamal Williams, I am giving two and two point seven five stars. He's averaging eleven point six fantasy points per game and is the RB twenty so far this season. Both of those aren't too bad for uh, for an RB. You are getting in like the eighth, ninth, tenth round. Once sure. again, mm-hmm. having problems finding ADP. Hey, Chris, score one for us. Calling uh, calling uh, Jamal Williams. There you go. Sorry, I got a, I got a couple of props for us this season because I was in kind of a bad spot last week or this past week mentally. So this I past, needed a little pick me up. Yeah, I needed a little pat on the back for Josh and Chris this week. Um, my problems with my problem with Jamal Williams is snap percentage. Yeah. On average, he's in on thirty-eight point three five percent of the line snaps. Efficient, yes, but I'm not sure. I want to bank on that low level of usage. So, like, just above a third of the percent, uh, a third of the time, he's out there, and which is weird because you know everyone's like, oh, he's going to be the you know the, the receiving back and blah blah blah. Let's talk about Khalif Raymond here. And we have to because he has been in on 72.5% of the team snaps, which is leading all wide receivers. He was the wide receiver eight last week in in, uh, in all fantasy for week five, which made him a great DFS play. But should you count him on this week? He is averaging eight targets the past two weeks. It's 
not that's bad. not bad. Minnesota is giving out 27.2 fantasy points per, per, uh, per game to wide receivers, which is the 11th most. I'm just not going to recommend it because I just want I, I, I want to see it one more time. But if you got if you got big old cojones, yeah, I'm good. I'll give him two stars. Assuming that Hawkinson does play, Chris yeah. said it was truly questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkinson and Swift are tied for the most targets with, uh, and all all the um, Detroit pass catchers with 31 targets this, so far this season. Even though the Vikings are only allowing 6.3 points per game to the tight end position, I and they like they like the Jets haven't really faced a good tight end. So and and Hawk is a tight end five so far this season. I'm it, which is another good call by Chris and I right there. You know, see the positive affirmation there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give four stars to Hawkinson. On to Kirk Cousins. I admit I was wrong last week about Cousins, but I'm going to go back to the well again this week because yeah, I have no problem with it's it. It's the Lions. Yeah, and the for only sure, man. reason that Kirk Cousins isn't going to have a good game this week is because of two things: either injury. And that's an early injury, or Dalvin Cook just rolls over the Lions, and it just becomes a complete and, Dalvin Cook game. And he doesn't have to throw, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm right um, back on the horse, too. Good so call. So I'm giving four stars to nice. Cousins for, for that. Mm-hmm. The Dalvin Cook thing comes with a bit of a caveat. Um, you started Dalvin Cook last week because he was playing, and you don't sit an elite-level player when even if he's banged up. Cook was in on only 49% of the team's offensive Ooh, snaps. That is okay. low compared to his 71-plus per snap percentage pre-injury. I think Dalvin Cook is another week removed, and sounds like he came out of last week no worse than where going in. Until we hear otherwise, I'm moving forward with Dalvin Cook getting closer to that 71%, so I'm also giving him four stars and a great matchup. The ninth, Lions are ninth worst, allowing uh, and, and as far as rushing yards per game. I'm giving Justin Jefferson four and a half stars and, and Adam Thielen four and a quarter stars, even though it was nice. a dud week for Thielen last week. Both him and Jefferson can thrive versus the uh, Lions anemic secondary. And that, sure. I just wanted to keep that matchup short there. Tyler Conklin, I'm not in on, but if you wanted to pick him up and stash him to see what he did, fine, whatever. And that's that matchup there, Chris. What's your next one? Well done. I've got Eagles at Panthers. Jalen Hurts threw for 387 yards, two scores, 47 rushing yards, and 28.2 fantasy points versus the Chiefs, and is the QB3 on the season. But the Chiefs are not a good defense, and neither are the other three teams they've played. I was just going to say the Chiefs <laughs> are the second worst as far as like yeah. y- yards per game given up yeah. through the year. Yeah, although Dallas has proven to be opportunistic. I'm sorry. Uh, neither are the other three teams that they have played, although Dallas has proven to be opportunistic. I don't think this Carolina team has been too badly affected by the loss of uh, J.C. Horn, the cornerback, or CMC on the offensive side of the ball. They you mean re- the team that just traded for uh, uh, Stefan Gilmore? Yeah, yeah. Let me continue. Uh, they really like C.J. Henderson, the quarter, the cornerback they, com- they immediately traded for and are bringing in Stephen Gilmore also. I think week six, week seven, I don't know what it is. when He's going to come off week the pup. Week seven, they were saying? Because yeah. Gilmore hasn't played yet so far this season. Exactly. I am really impressed by Matt Rule and the work he's done. Hertz hasn't faced a test like this yet, and the QB we don't like in... Uh, we don't think is very good in real life, uh, but keeps producing fantasy gold. Doesn't play like a top 12 quarterback this week. I'm going to give him two stars as a low end QB two and super flex. 
Miles Sat Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. Sanders is averaging 9.25 carries per game. 64 uh, 64.25% snap share. 35.5 for Gainwell. Yet Gainwell is the RB27 and Sanders is the RB33. Due in large really? part to yeah, exactly. Due in large part to Gainwell uh stealing the passing work. That's about 4.25 targets per game. Honestly, their floor scares me in a good matchup. I'm benching both versus this Panthers defense. That's the third best in terms of fantasy points given up to the running backs and 10th best in rushing yards given up. Devonta Smith, receiver. Uh, Panthers are second only to Buffalo in terms of passing yards given up. That's second best. Uh, Devonte Smith has has ah Devonte Smith has seen an average of seven point seven five targets per game, but with only a fifty eight percent catch rate. I am benching the Philly wide receivers. On to the tight ends because this is worth talking about. We have to talk about them because one of them will be fantasy relevant inevitably each week. It seems like like a top twelve guy. In fact, I think both are in that category this week. I don't think Jalen Hurts can make all the throws in the NFL. I think he struggles outside the hashes, and that's and Devonta Smith's numbers show as much. The Eagles use both their tight ends, and while it's frustrating to know that Ertz is hurting Goddard's ceiling, they are both fantasy viable this week and potentially moving forward. The Panthers just gave up a combined uh, seven of eleven, uh, seven catches for seven, 76 yards and two touchdowns to the Dallas tight ends, and are middle of the road versus fantasy tight ends. That's uh, 16th. Ertz has been the tight end five over the past two weeks, averaging seven and a half targets and scoring once. Meanwhile, Goddard is the tight end seven overall and often gets red zone targets. I think Hertz and the Eagles are in comeback mode early and the two tight ends are the beneficiary. That's 4.25 stars for Goddard and 3.75 stars for Ertz. Oh. On to the Panthers. Donald has been on fired and I am loving it. Of course, all the talk is about his league-leading five quarterback rushing touchdowns, but also his leadership. DJ Moore is balling out. More on him later. I believe this team has a great staff around Darnold, along with great players, and he is leaving the Ghosts for Halloween. He's averaging just under 70% completion percentages. He has hit over 300 yards the last three weeks and is the QB, and is the QB5 on the season. With CMC trending in, I like Darnold as a top 12 QB again. This week, but just barely. Uh, see, the Eagles are awful versus run. They are giving up the six most fantasy points to the running back position and the second most rushing yards in the league at 150.25 per contest. More on the running backs in a moment. But I think the Panthers come in with a run-heavy game plan involving both CMC and Hubbard. Uh, but Darnold gets enough to score a couple times and remain a QB1 for the week, albeit a low in one, 3.5 stars. On to the running backs for Carolina. As I mentioned earlier, McCaffrey is trending in after logging two limited sessions on Wednesday and Thursday, and a quote that he said he feels pretty good about it. Hubbard looked fine in his stead, but didn't receive much of the receiving work. He caught both his targets for 14 yards. In fact, I saw them line DJ Moore up a couple times in the backfield to catch a pass. Uh, still, uh, he is averaging 4.6 yards per carry, looks explosive, and could see more work here as CMC eases back in. But more importantly, I think both backs can have success versus this awful Eagles run defense. If CMC goes, five stars for him, three for Hubbard. If CMC doesn't go, four and a half stars for Hubbard. 
DJ Moore. Okay. Uh, DJ Moore is the apple of Darnold's eye and has been the prime, primary beneficiary of Darnold's improved play, averaging 10.75 targets per game and 0.75 touchdowns per game. He is the wide receiver four on the season. While the Eagles appear on paper to be stout versus uh, wide receivers, eighth best in terms of fantasy points surrendered to the position and seventh best in terms of passing yards, they just got roasted by Tyreek Hill. Still, I see a run-heavy game plan here, and that hurts DJ's ceiling a little, but he and Donald are making beautiful music together, and they get enough done through the air, and DJ gets 3.75 stars. Robbie Anderson did see 11 targets last week, but only 11 all season prior to that in the first three weeks. Uh, the Panthers were also in comeback mode, so I'm going to bench the rest of the Panthers' passing options due to a run-heavy attack and a low floor of Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall and whoever's playing tight end now, the rookie, I believe. And that is your Eagles at Panthers. Good questions. Mm-hmm. Did you mention the, the Darnold and ghost thing because it's Halloween or because uh, the his whole uh, I'm seeing ghosts out here comment? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, secondly, <laughs> are you inferring that... Sam Darnold and DJ Moore are making sweet, sweet love down by a fire. I said music. I said music, not love. They're making beautiful music together. Yeah. And so are you inferring that they're making sweet, sweet love down by a fire? Nope. Football music. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted some clarification. No reproduction involved. Said, I think it would have been better if you said yes. Um, <laughs> let's move along to the New Orleans Saints at the Washington football team. I really wish we would have kept calling them the potato skins, but we that somehow faded, and that's okay. Sometimes things just fade out of out of our out of our you know cultural dictionary. Let's start with Jameis Winston, of course, because he's the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints at the moment. I say for the moment. Last week against the Giants, Winston top two hundred passing yards for the first time is in since his last game with the Bucks in twenty nineteen. <laughs> The football team is the fourth worst against the pass, allowing 229 flat yards per game through the air. I know I shouldn't be giving, I know I shouldn't, but I'm giving Jameis a hesitant two and a half stars. And it maybe means to be closer to like three. Hmm. Okay. I, I, you, you know what? Three stars. Three stars. Um, Alvin Kamara, four and a half stars. Nice. I know that Kamara has yet to put up that explosive that explosion game, explosive game, whatever. But why not against 40, Washington? 40 they've, um, they've only allowed one touchdown on the ground, but five touchdowns, five touchdowns through the air hmm. to opposing running backs. While the receiving work may be slightly limited with Jameis, it's still under uh, with Jameis still on being under Sean Payton's thumb. I like Kamara to get a tutty or two this week with making a gr making him a great start. Other awesome. than him, you're not starting any of the other Saints pass catchers. Um, Chris, back to the board here. Um, who's winning that Cole Komet versus Adam Troutman bet? I think it's still me. Nobody. Nobody <laughs> yeah. <is winning laughs> no one's bet. losing. No one's you're... winning that bet. Um, on to Tyler Heineke. Um, <laughs> this isn't the greatest matchup for any of the Washington footballer teamers. Footballer team. Footballer. Yeah, Anyways. Ballistics? Ball players? I, 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 I got nothing here. Um, the Saints are giving up just 
points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Surprisingly, the lead's seventh worst, 283.3 yards per game through the air. That would be the yards per game being the seventh worst. But the Saints are giving up a great touchdown, uh, touchdown to interception ratio of five to seven. That would be five touchdowns to seven interceptions thrown. With Terry McLaurin getting the Marshawn Lattimore treatment, it could easily be a rocky day for Heineken or whatever his name is. <laughs> um, Antonio Gibson, I'm giving him two stars so far this season. Sorry, pause. So far this season, Gibson is averaging just 59.5% of the off- the off- offensive snaps for the football team. He's getting you 12.5 fantasy points per game. That's not bad, but it's it's a rough matchup for Gibson here. The Saints defense in general is pretty pretty darn yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So the Saints are giving up just 14.3 points per fantasy points per game and only 98.5 scrimmage yards to opposing running backs. And that's and surprisingly for a, a converted wide receiver, they're still trusting JD McKissick to catch the ball, not Antonio Gibson. Weird. Maybe that's why they converted him from wide receiver. He wasn't a good re- wasn't a good receiver. Hard to say. Terry McLaurin, three stars. As mentioned before, McLaurin is destined to see Marshawn Lattimore in this game. It's going to be the battle of PFF's ninth best corner versus their fifth best wide receiver. It should be an interesting matchup. So if you have the Sunday ticket, maybe you should tune in for that. If I did and they could, you know, you could just stream it. Um, I would certainly do so, but I can't. So I won't. I, but otherwise, I'm giving McLaurin three stars. Logan Thomas. He's just tied in dart throw territory like everyone else. He has the 11th most, he has the 11th highest snap percentage of all tight ends, which is actually down from two weeks ago where he had the he was yeah. number one. But he's tight end dependent like just about every other tight end in fantasy football. So I'm going to give him two and three quarter stars. And that's that matchup, Chris. What's your next one? My next matchup is. Mm. Sorry. Before you before you start that, I'm sorry, Curtis oh, Samuel okay. here. Um, wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. Oh, as far as if he goes, well, he's gonna go. It's just I'm not gonna start him against the Saints. Gotcha. All right, I've got Titans and Jaguar Jaguars. Yep, I did that. Jaguars. Jaguars. <laughs> Ken Hill has performed better the last two weeks for fantasy after a bad start. Still, at this point, he is a matchup-based streamer and not the top 12 guy I and others had hoped for. Still, you play matchup-based quarterbacks in good matchups, and that's exactly what this is. The Jags this is are giving... an amazing matchup. <laughs> yeah, the Jags are giving up the 10th most fantasy points to the quarterback position on the year and the third most passing yards in the NFL. Tannehill has thrown two-plus touchdowns in every meeting versus the Jags since he came over to the Titans, and with oh. A.J. Bound trending in, I like Tannehill as a streamer this week. Four stars. For my buddy, Derrick Henry, the RB1 on the season. I mean, he's no Sam Darnold, but is tied for first amongst running backs with four rushing scores. While I do think Jacksonville is more susceptible to the pass, Henry is always a part of the game plan. That's why he averages a league-leading 28.25 carries per game. I can't believe they're doing that to one man. I can't believe he's <laughs> still healthy. Exactly. I'm still holding... I, I will t- I will die on this hill with you, Josh. But this week, <laughs> four point two five stars. 
Why'd you uh, be week 18 in the very last play of the, of, of, of the game? There? Literally like, both. Injured, but called it. <laughs> literally both his ACLs like shoot out his ass or something. <laughs> Sorry, that was graphic, folks. Onward to the passing options. I don't know if that's physically possible, but w- let's let's just go with it. I, I made it up. <laughs> um, on to the pass Irish. catchers for the Titans. A.J. Brown, along with Tannehill, have torched the Jags in the past, as I mentioned a moment ago, with A.J. Brown scoring in each game last year and racking up a total of 247 receiving yards. As I mentioned, A.J. Brown is trending in after logging two full sessions. However, Julio has not practiced all week. With Julio's likely absence and the bad Jags pass defense, Brown has a big day. Four and a half stars. Uh, I'm just, I'm obviously Julio. Uh, I'm trending towards out, so I have nothing on him. I'm benching him, as I am Anthony Ferkster, the practically non-existent tight end. Yeah, what a what a disappointment for Ferkster this season. Well, I think you can kind of pin that to Tannehill's struggles too like we accept expected more efficiency know, but we didn't still. necessarily expect a lot of volume but we expected a similar I think well, it's more about their, I say their offensive we. line and he's and he's having to come in yeah. and block more than yeah, he had exactly. in years past. for whatever reason Tannehill is less efficient than he was last year let me put it that way uh the jaguars trevor lawrence we finally saw a glimmer of hope from lawrence last week as he posted a 70.8 percent completion percent with no picks and ran in a score Tennessee is downright bad versus the pass, but this Jacksonville team is losing faith and trust in their leader, Urban Meyer, and this is a train wreck of a situation. Make no mistake, folks. Meyer probably won't make it through the season. Uh, it's just off-field stuff. I'm not even going to get into it, uh, but we're talking about... Let's not. We're talking about this week. Um, I didn't leave a rating for Lawrence. I'm definitely going to put him in the quarterback two conversation in super. Here, here's a, here's a question for you, Chris, real so quick. Two, so um, two star, two Trevor stars. Lawrence or Zach Wilson this week. Zach Wilson gets the Falcons. Lawrence. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence gets Trevor up. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Sure. I like it. I, I, I mean, really I was like just that. about to say two stars for Lawrence, but I don't recall what you gave for Wilson. Forgive me, but it's Green more of a something. It's more of a QB2 super flex, but yeah, I'm taking Lawrence over. Zach 3. Wilson for sure. 3.25 stars. Ooh, okay. Well, that makes my stars worth less. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all over the map on that one. Yeah. I think it's because there's only really like 12 quarterbacks that you play each week in most situations. Well, I'm, one of these days, we're going to have to get together and duke it out like physically, and you're going to be or, like, I or, think it's going to be three stars. And I'm like, I say it's two. I know the fix. <laughs> I, I know the fix. We go from stars to jock straps. Problem solved. Ew, James Robinson. James Robinson. Jockstrap, Chris. Uh, speaking of jockstraps, James Robinson. <laughs> with, Don't with, guess he's not a jockstrap. <laughs> with Carlos Hyde as a healthy scratch, Robinson took 95% of the snaps and logged a season high in carries. He has three touchdowns over the last two games and is averaging 4.25 targets per game. He is the RB9. He's back, baby. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. The RB9 on the season. Robinson goes up against a Titans D seemingly more vulnerable to the pass, but with Robinson's pass game involvement and a very beatable Titans defense, generally speaking, and probably some garbage time, Robinson keeps it rolling with a solid performance. I'm going to give him four stars in the week. Uh, Friendly reminder, DJ Chart. Oh, I've got it here in the paragraph. My apologies. Uh, LaVisca Chenault. Speaking of benefiting from another player's absence, <laughs> Chenault took advantage somewhat of Chark's absence on the IR and logged his best yardage total game with 99 yards on six catches, giving him a nice 16 and a half average. That doesn't make sense. 
But much of that was underneath stuff after the, oh, a 16 and a half uh, yard per catch. But much of that was I underneath stuff. Much, yeah, exactly. But much of that was underneath stuff after the catch, as is evidenced by his 4.3 yards DOT, which is depth of target. But the Titans are downright awful versus the pass. I think there's a concerted effort to get Lawrence in the pass game going, and Chenault sees double-digit targets and scores for the first time this season. Four stars for Mr. LaVisca Chenault. That's all the pass catchers for uh, Jackson. Not Marvin I'm, Jones? Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I Let's give glossed. him a flex grade. Yeah, for sure. I'm sorry. He's doing well in targets. I glossed over him. My apologies. I don't know where I went with that. I think I was watching Chenault today for this purpose, and it must have glossed over Marvin Jones. My apologies. It's all good. That um, was the matchup. What you got next? So now we got the Miami Dolphins at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, let's start with Jacoby Brissett here. It's, I'm giving him two and I'm giving him two stars this week. If this were a bye week with a lot of, if there was were one of those bye weeks with a lot of teams on buys, I'd be more in on Brissett, but it's not, so I'm not. So hit a good week three game against the Las Vegas Raiders, but turned out, but turned around and scored only 14.8 fancy points against my stupid Colts last week. Stupid Colts. Who are going into last week as a bottom 10 as far as points per game. That would be the Colts defense as far as bottom 10 with, uh, with points allowed per game, the opposing quarterbacks. The Bucks corners are beatable, but with Jacoby Brissett averaging 4.9 yards per attempt, I'm not exactly thrilled for him here. And um, to be in your in my lineup or yours, so kind of just stay away from Brissett. More of a, you know, throw him into that category of, I just had Jimmy Garoppolo go down and I need a quarterback to plug this week, Jacoby Brissett sort of thing. Um, you're not starting any Miami Dolphins running backs. Malcolm Brown last week actually out-snapped Miles Gaskin. And the Bucks what? are allowing just 12-point... It's true. I'm not lying. Man. I'm so glad I didn't end up with him this year. Um, the Bucks are allowing just 12 points per game to running backs. That is total running backs. That is not just per running back on each team. It is like you know, like oh, you know, like uh, Miles Gaskin and Bobo and Malcolm Brown. No, it's 12 points total. It's mm -hmm. the Bucks run defense is good. Jalen Waddle, on the other hand, I'm going to give him three and three quarter stars. If Waddle had a different quarterback at the helm, this would be a great matchup for him. The have struggled this year to stop wide receivers. Three and three quarter stars for Waddle. Mike Kosicki, I the Bucks are allowing seven receptions per game, 60 yards, and three quarters of a touchdown to, uh, per game to opposing tight ends. Fire up your Kosicki's, folks. I'm I'm in on him this week. Nice. He is, um, okay. I think he's number two in targets as far as uh, when Jacoby Brissett took over. Granted, these targets are not deep, but and Gusecki's not exactly a yak master, but three and three-quarter stars for him. I think you can start Gusecki with some confidence this week. On to stupid Tom Brady. I'm giving him minus five stars because he's Tom Brady, <laughs> and I just don't like Tom Brady at all from his days being in, in New England. For reals, though, folks, for reals, the Dolphins are allowing 17.8 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Historically, the Dolphins have failed rather well for Brady. Can, but that is when he was in New England. He's in Tampa Bay now. So I'm... I don't want to say it, Chris. Can can you just say... Just say the... Five stars? Four stars. 
Oh, okay. Okay, four. Okay, yeah, that doesn't sting too bad. Can you just say that for me real quick? Can you just say four Josh star. is giving... Four stars for Thomas Joshua Brady. I just made that middle of the name up. I don't know what his middle name is. I, yeah, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Um, on, let's move on to Leonard Fournette. PFF gives the Bucks offensive line a 24% advantage over the, over the Dolphins defensive front, which when it comes to run blocking, that's great. Rojo's only getting six touches per game. He's not even, he's barely even a factor. And the reports are that the stash, Giovanni Bernard, yeah. could be ready to to go in, in week oh, five. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but how much he will play, or even if he is going to play, is TBD. Um, he didn't. Obviously, if you don't remember, he didn't play last week. Even if the stash comes back, he has not recorded a single carry for the Bucks so far. I had to go to four different sources to vet this because I didn't. Not I a single didn't carry. Oh my god! Not a Hilarious. single carry. Is he's done it all through the air. If the Bucks are going to have the lead, which I think they're going to, they, it's, I think they're going to have a potential to have that lead. Here comes, here comes them rolling out Lenny, and he's going to grind out the last bit of the game. Here's the problem: nine point six fantasy points for a Fournette. So I'm going to give him three and a quarter stars this week. Mm. It's a decent matchup. The 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 the, the, Gio, the Giovanni the stash Bernard coming back kind of makes me hesitate a little bit. But still, three and three and a quarter stars for Lenny. He's definitely a start an every week starter in my dynasty squad. But that's only because my three and one dynasty squad, mind you. Um, I'm gonna talk all the trash. I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna get house just, this week. Just I know revel it. in it. Revel in it. Just, I'm going to cares? get house. Not, it's fine. Man. Um, Mike Evans. Uh, let's move on to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown here, the the wide receivers for the Bucks. Stupid Tom Brady is doing it again. Mike Evans is the wide receiver 18 while Godwin is the wide receiver 14. Evans uh, is probably going to get the Xavier Howard treatment mm-hmm. and which is if you don't know is the Dolphins best corner. So I'll give Mike Evans three and a half stars and I'm going to give Godwin four stars who should have been the best who should have the best defensive matchup out of the three bucks wide receivers. So four stars for Godwin. I'm giving Antonio Brown three and three three and a quarter stars or 3.25 stars. Brown is probably the most polarizing out of the bunch. In week two, he goes he goes for one out of three. He gets one catch out of three targets for 17 yards and then comes back from the COVID list last week and racks up 11 targets for seven receptions and 63 yards. You should definitely consider Antonio Brown for your for mm-hmm. your flex spot. Like for reals, he he's there. But like I said, he's going to be a little polarizing. He could definitely give you that one that that one catch for 17 yards or the seven for 63 and you know even like throw a touchdown in there or even two like mm-hmm. it's just kind of all over the map with antonio brown and you probably got him in about the 10th round too so you're not you don't necessarily have to bank on him but you definitely can this week it's it's not the greatest matchup but it's not bad either cameron break here two star for the tight end dart throw Brayton and Howard actually were both in on exactly 65% of the Bucks snaps last week versus the the Patriots, but Bray got six targets versus uh, OJ Howard's one target, and at least two of those six targets were in the touch were were in the end zone. From I mean, I watched part of that game, so at right. least two of those targets were in the end zone. So there you go. I mean, like I said, tight end dart throw, Cameron Bray. What's your next matchup, Chris? My next matchup is up here 
The Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Browns. Bengals. You just you you love to do that. It's something about Ohio. Packers. I, I, I don't know what it is. At least I didn't <laughs> say the Buckeyes. Packers at Bengals. Correct, sir. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think you mean the Buckeyes. Right there, you go. The bank. The Bengals. It's all bees. There you go. The Bengals are actually pretty good defense uh, versus the pass. They're giving up the seventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, and only four passing touchdowns is good enough for fifth best in the NFL. They're decent versus the run too. More on that in a second. Rodgers is only the quarterback 18 on the season, thanks in large part to the dud they put up against New Orleans in Week One and pedestrian yardage total since then. He is averaging a mere 20. Uh, 224.25 passing yards per game. The game is in Cincinnati, and I think the Bengals come out and play inspired football coming off a huge comeback win versus the Jags last week. At 3-1, and one, the Bengals give the Packers all they can handle, thereby forcing Rodgers and the Packers to throw a bit more this week. 3.75 uh, stars for Rodgers as a low-end quarterback one this week. Aaron mm. Jones, as I mentioned, since he is no joke on D, they're PFF's seventh-ranked run defense. They're ninth best with 93.5 rushing yards surrendered per game and the 10th fewest fantasy points given up to the running back position. As I mentioned, I expect a pass-heavy day from the Packers. Jones is a receiving dynamo and is second among running backs with three receiving touchdowns behind. Cordero Patterson with four, so for whatever that's worth. I mean, which came with last week, so yeah. like, and, like and come it, on, folks. And it probably, I didn't watch the game, but it probably came when he was literally lined up at receiver, right? You know, like it could have, I don't know. Because uh, he's played a bit of both lately. Anyway, uh, this same Bengals defense surrendered that huge 19 target, 14 catch, 102 receiving yard day to Najee Harris in week three. I really like Jones this week, and particularly through the air. I'm giving him five stars. Devontae Adams. Obviously, I expect a lot of throwing by Green Bay. I expect Adams to be a big part in that. Four and a half stars. Moving on. Uh, Randall Cobb, uh, you know, like, led the team in receiving yards with a very nice 69 yards last week and two scores. Nice. Uh, with with, with, with uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling on the IR. Uh, and, the, and the Steelers hell-bent on slowing down Devontae. That's kind of how it worked out. Before that... Randall Cobb had next to nothing. Uh, I'm just not counting on most on these Green Bay passing options. Yeah, as uh, you shouldn't. Robert Tanyan, more the same with him. He was second on the team with seven targets last week, but it turns into only eight, eight. But it turns into only eight yards. Before that, he was averaging 2.67 yards. Uh, I'm sorry, 2.67 targets per game. These ancillary Green Bay passing options are too unpredictable at this time. I'm going to bench them all. On to the Bengals. Joe Burrow, Burrow, as I mentioned earlier, I expect the Bengals to play Burrow. in Burrow. Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow, as I mentioned earlier, I expect the Bengals to play inspired at home and give the Packers a run for their money. On one hand, the Packers are tied for fourth with a whopping 11 passing touchdowns given up, but five of those came in that horrible week one game they put up versus Jameis and the Saints. Not saying it doesn't count. I'm just saying Jameis and the Saints have shown us who they are since then, and the Packers Yikes. have played much better. They're just a different team than that Week 1 team right now. But they haven't played anyone worth a damn, really. Jameis, as I mentioned, Goff, Jimmy G, and the corpse of Big Ben. Who are you but, talking about? Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow going up against the Packers passing Sorry, defense. Who? The corpse of Big Ben. Uh, plus Jair. Ag I think you were talking about Jabro. Jabro. Yes, I'm talking about Joe Burrow. 
Plus, Jair Alexander is expected to miss the game. And remember, Zadarius Smith, their pass Wait, rusher. Wait, what? Yeah, Jair Alexander is expected to miss. And remember, Zadarius Smith is on the IR following back surgery. And they just lost another outside linebacker slash pass rusher in Chauncey Rivers, the guy who replaced Zadarius. They are bringing in uh, Jalen Smith. Kevin King is terrible. They are bringing in Jalen Smith, the linebacker. Uh, you know, for yeah, what is your what, like quick side note? What is your take on that? I don't know. I don't know if they want him to rush the passer because we're talking about outside linebackers and no, pass I mean, like, rush like here. Your but... take as a, as a Cowboys as a former Cowboys fan, um, um... I had an interesting take that's a little pro Cowboys in that he's the fourth linebacker on the team, and it says something if you know folks are clamoring to pick him up. Meaning he's still Do you talented. Think the Cowboys it's just wanted too much. It's, in the it's trade, money. So they're just it, like, man, screw it. It's money. It was just he was seven and a half. I think was the number thrown out as a roster bonus. Ooh. And uh, just like I said, he's third or fourth on the depth chart. Obviously, Parsons is the real deal. Right. I, I think it's speaks- cool. Uh, Feel free to cut all that out if you want. I just I just wanted your quick take on it. Sounds good. Um, like I said, uh, they cut another outside linebacker pass. I'm sorry. They lost another outside linebacker pass rusher, Chauncey Rivers, the guy who replaces Darius Smith. They are That's bringing crazy. in uh, they are bringing in Jalen Smith from the Cowboys. I don't think he's a pass rushing answer. I think he's more of an inside linebacker kind of guy. That's what I thought. So I don't think this is going to matter in this week. Let's put it that way. So I think they're tested. I think they're tested versus this confident Bengals squad and their leader burrow has time to throw on his way to a big day, four and a half stars. Joe Mixon is week to week. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday or Thursday with an ankle. I don't, I don't I think he's men- going to play this week. man. I didn't mention this at the top of the show. Did I? No, I must have I this habit so. of including it in the matchup and not in the top of the show. My apologies. Uh, cool. But but I got it in here. He did not practice Wednesday, Thursday with an ankle, low-grade ankle sprain. I think the Mixon injury only strengthens my theory of a pass-heavy approach for the Bengals because I don't think he plays. And I think somebody, uh, I, I don't think Mixon plays and backups are underwhelming. Just today, the Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, said the team will likely use a committee approach if Mixon is out. Honestly, I'm just hoping my guy Chris Evans gets in there and Captain America, yeah, on passing downs, and we can see what he can do in the hurry up and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, I'm benching all the running backs, assuming Mixon does not go. Tiggins, woo, our guy is back. Well, I'm pretty sure Tiggins is back. Yeah, he has practiced. I need to change my lineup. I think he's on the IR still. (laughs) He has practiced in full twice now. Uh, Now, again, to my point, the Bengals lose Mixon and gain Tiggins. Uh, I think it just it speaks again to the pass heavy game plan. Sort of a watch. Well, I'm just, I think it just means they're going to throw more. Uh, Tiggins has been more reliable and is a touchdown magnet. After two weeks off at home, Tiggins plays well and probably scores. I'm going to give him four stars. Jamar Chase has shined in Tiggins' absence and is the wide receiver eight on the season and is tied yeah, for, s- for second with four receiving touchdowns on the season. Both Chase and Tiggins take advantage of the injured Packers defense. Five stars for Jamar Chase. Boyd, uh, Tyler Boyd filled in great and is fine for a deep like three wide receiver league or something like that. Two stars and no tight end of consequence for Cincinnati. That is my matchup, sir. On to you. Okay, I was going to ask you something, and you kind of answered my question anyway, so let's keep rolling with my matchup of the Denver Broncos versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. How do you, is, is Teddy Bridgewater going to play this week? I don't think you covered that on the top of the show. Oh, right. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'll look that up while you're in that, doing that. 
I'm I'm gonna start here with this, and and if Teddy doesn't play, let, let me. I'm gonna start on the. I'm gonna give you time to look it up. So I'm gonna start on the Pittsburgh side of the ball. I normally like to do a go away team first, but I'm gonna go with Big Ben. I'm gonna give him one star. I'm gonna stop calling him <laughs> Big Ben because named men don't get don't deserve a name if they don't deserve it, and he has not earned his name the past two three seasons really. I watched about half of it. I half watched this Packers Steelers game last week and Ben looked cooked. Yeah. I mean, yep. just stick a fork in it, Ben. Yep. You're done, dude. You're done. Like, and this is a this is about the worst match. Like the Denver Broncos defense is straight legit, folks. It really is. It is. It is. They granted they haven't played anyone super elite. But at the same time, they've looked so good playing media, like good, like okay to good to bad teams that it's just like, yeah, okay, bring it on, Bucks or Chiefs or whoever, you know. Right. I mean, when the Broncos do play the Chiefs and here in like probably a couple of weeks, it's going to be an interesting matchup to see what Patrick well, Mahomes can do against this. Chiefs need wins too, man. That's not yeah. It's going to be interesting two. to see what what Mahomes and the Chiefs can do against this defense. So one star for Ben. He's been playing absolutely terrible. Najee Harris, I'm giving him giving him three stars. He's averaging 15.3 points per game. Three out of the four teams he's gone up against have allowed at least 15 point 15 points per game to the running back position. So nice. he's been playing some softer defenses. The one team that's better than all that is Buffalo, who is allowed only 10.2 yeah. points per game. And that's in a game where Harris struggled. So I think he's going to struggle against the what is quietly the best defense in the NFL so far. Seriously, folks. The, like, look at, I mean, statistically, Denver is the best defense. Like, top to bottom, left to right. Deontay Johnson, three stars for him. A fun fact for you, Chris. Fun fact. Deontay Johnson and, and Najee Harris have the exact same target percentage at 20.35 targets per uh, percentage of Ben Roethlisberger targets. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Najee did the exact have a same. huge, not, what, 19 so they, targets? So they, combined, so they combined for 40.7 of Ben Roethlisberger's targets. Yeah. Almost half. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um... So Juju, I'm going to give him two stars. It's a difficult matchup for all the Pittsburgh players. Juju, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's four, two stars for Juju. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep rolling. What is the update on Teddy Bridgewater? The update on Teddy Bridgewater reads, Teddy Bridgewater is expected to return to practice Thursday in a limited capacity. That was six hours ago by the Denver Broncos, checkmark, Twitter, et cetera. Okay, so here's, <laughs> here, so here's, here's my... Um, Here's my take, and I'm and and it's sounding pretty questionable. On we can and we can revisit this matchup on on the Sunday stream too, which mm -hmm. is um. Let's do a quick plug for that Sunday stream is where Chris there and I go. get together. We have some coffee. Um, sometimes it becomes a little Irish, uh, that coffee that is, and um, we do the Monday night matchup, and we also do last minute injury updates and everything. So let's let's put that let's put this Denver Pittsburgh game and at least the Denver side of it into. That too, because if Teddy doesn't play, I kind of don't want to start any of these, any of the Broncos receivers outside of Cortland Sutton being a flex and maybe a low end flex. And Fant is kind of in the, the tight end dart throw category already. So that's kind of about it. That's all I really want to start if, if it's not going to be Teddy. 
I just I don't see that I don't see Javante um Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon really stepping up and kind of taking charge if it's like carrying the team and just being a real run head. Yeah, and you could argue that it's like, oh, they're gonna run the ball more because just to kind of game manage with, with Drew Locke at the helm, but well, I'm not Pittsburgh's worried about run the... defense is pretty good too. So yeah, I just yeah. I kind of don't want to I kind of want to stay away from it, you know? What's your next matchup, Chris? Because that one is buttoned up for the moment. Stay tuned for Sunday. Seriously, folks, we start streaming at 10 a.m. Central. I almost said Eastern. We don't live in the East. Um, We do not. It is 10 a.m. Central time. You know where you live. You can do the math. We do know where you live, but we're not telling you that we know that, even though I just Just did. Did. What's your next matchup, Chris? Quick, Bears, before they realize that I just said that. Bears at Raiders. I can edit that right out. Uh, it's been nice seeing Fields allowed to throw deep, but he is not being allowed to rush the ball. And in fantasy, that's kind of what we care about. The Raiders seem middle of the road statistically in terms of passing yards and fantasy points to the quarterback position. PFF has, the, has them as their number one rated pass rush with guys like Max Crosby, Carl Nassib, and Yannick Ngakwe. Fields belongs on your bench, but is fine for a low-end QB2 in Superflex. I'm going to give him two stars this week. Hmm. Damian Williams uh, in st- in place of uh, Montgomery. Raiders are tied for third worst, having given up six rushing touchdowns on the season. They also have also given up 529 rushing yards, bad enough for 10th worst. Damian Williams has shown with the Chiefs in the past that he can excel in a good offense. Now, the Players clearly aren't on that level, but Williams did come up, come in immediately and played well with eight rushes, 55 yards and a score last week. I like Williams this week, four stars. Allen Robinson. I mean, I can give some stats about Robinson, but flat out, he's probably be droppable in most leagues, right? I mean, don't, uh, you're don't, not dropping Allen Robinson. I mean, don't drop him. Try and get something. Maybe he hits here in a couple weeks. It's sell high. I think, uh, I, I, think but, I think it's a hold and, and, and sell. Mm-hmm. Don't sell low, but sell him as soon as you get a good opportunity to sell him. Yeah, or if you can sell him at on name value, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this, Darnell Mooney or Allen Robinson, rest of the season? At, at the moment, yeah, it's Mooney, dude. I know it really is. I mean, Darnell Mooney is a wide receiver, fifty-seven, and that's coming off a game with a sixty-four-yard bomb or a touchdown. So it's like you know, again, that obviously counts, and I like what I'm seeing deep from fields but just i'm 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 benching him i'm just benching Chicago and, and here's game, the basically. thing for here's the thing about justin fields is that even if they do allow him to rush and this is a raiders defense that has faced lamar jackson who is probably the premier rushing yeah. quarterback yeah my pain changes only, immediately only roughly 40 rushing yards per game mm-hmm. and um about and less than six attempts per game so Sorry, that was on the fly math, but that's that's, okay. that's pretty accurate there. So just generally, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not starting any of the Chicago passing game. There, there, there. I said it. What about Cole Komet? Josh's uh, preseason? No, I know, man. I know. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. On to the rolling. Raiders. Uh, Cars uh, MVP like season took a hit Monday night versus the Chargers. He didn't crest mm-hmm. 200 yards and had a, threw a pick. Um. Yeah. Uh. You know, Darren Waller had that awful. Unsports, uh, uh, taunting penalty, which wasn't. Um, so there was that too. I didn't, I missed that one, but okay. Uh, Josh Jacobs is back at practice, so I expect him to be back at it. Uh, 
Bears are reasonable versus the run, so I'll give him uh, three stars and, and definitely keep him in the top 36 flex conversation. Obviously, uh, with Jacobs trending in, Drake is out of the conversation. Yeah, and really, so are, I don't know, so are the passing options, except for Hunter Renfro. Uh, really like him, especially in a full PPR. Uh, he's just He's got a great floor every week. It's only a handful of targets, like five, six, or seven, but uh, I'm going to give him 3.25 stars and Waller is going to have a nice week with four stars. And that's all I've got. All right. Let's move along to the Cleveland Browns against the Los Angeles Chargers, two of my preseason loves. And as far as like just overall teams, a lot of that is due to, you know, Nick Chubb on the Brown yeah. side. And, yeah. Y'all have an open relationship on the, on the charger side, but, uh, <laughs> Let's start with Baker Mayfield. He is one of those rare, better in real life quarterbacks than fantasy quarterbacks. He, even though he has he had a favorable matchup against the Texans, he scored eight, 18.5 fantasy points. Hmm. Baker is a two quarterback league bi week quarterback. Yep. That's yep. really the, and, and even, the, or if he went like star scrub with quarterback in a two quarterback league, Baker Mayfield. Um, seeing as how there aren't any times, any bye weeks. This week, Chris. Um, that's next week, by the way. Um, I'm giving Baker one star. The Chargers are allowing just 14 points per game to quarterbacks. Keep Baker on your bench slash slash waiver wire. Let's move along to Nick Chubb here. Three and three quarters stars here. I I I want to say more, but Nick Chubb hasn't exactly been the greatest so far this year. He's been decent, but not like where I was kind of touting like top five overall. Nick Chubb. Um, the Chargers are top half against the, the running backs, allowing just 17.7 um, points per game to opposing quarter, uh, running backs. That, has, that is as a team um, group collective of running backs. Chubb doesn't get you much through the air, and L.A. is giving up close to 115 rushing yards per game. So I do like Chubb this week, three and three-quarter stars here. Kareem Hunt, I'm giving three and a quarter stars, th- or 3.25 stars, mm. just so you don't get confused. The running back does uh, uh, Chubb, or sorry, not Chubb. Hunt is the running back that does do the work through the air, and he's averaging five targets per game, three receptions, and thirty receiving yards. He does get a touchdown here and there, so you can definitely start Cream Hunt. You know, sure. probably not my favorite option, but whatever. Odell Beckham, he's has been a disappointment, and a lot of that is due to Baker, and also you know he hasn't played a whole lot so far this year. Um, he's averaging just 7.7 points per game in the games that he has played. You could say that he's still not quite up to form because of his ACL injury, but that was literally almost a count. Cal- we're like two weeks shy of that being a calendar year ago, you know, like it's fair. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can't, I can't really see, say that I can justify that as an excuse anymore. I can maybe more use that as it's a low passing volume from Baker Mayfield. And when he does throw the ball, he really is spreading it around. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, he's just yeah. taking it and it's just, it's just butter on the bread and he just spreads it. Um, that sounded really creepy. Me saying it like that. So I'm giving Ona butter two and or... three quarter stars. And that's about the only pass catching option other, other than Kareem hunt that I'm really banking on from the Browns. Mm-hmm. So let's move along to my chargers here or, I'm a Colts fan, not a Chargers fan. I just said my Chargers. Um, but let's talk about Herbie here. Justin Herbert, 
Like Baker, he's actually been performing better as a real-life football quarterback than a fantasy quarterback, and he has done well against some difficult opponents. The Cowboys are give up a lot of yards but create a lot of turnovers. He has beaten the Chiefs in Arrowhead, etc. Herbie's on pace for over 4,500 yards and 36 touchdowns this season. That's all great. He's only averaging uh, a little over 20 fantasy points per game, which puts him at. I sorry, I didn't put it. Da- I didn't write it down, but it's like it's like quarterback 12 on the season so far, and like just inside the the, the so the quarterback starter, which yeah. is kind of a mm-hmm. weird state of affairs considering I won a championship with Donovan McNabb, just barely getting over 3,000 passing yards and 30 touchdowns one year, 28 touchdowns I think he had that year. That was a long time ago, though, folks. So at times have changed. Um, the Browns are good defense and probably the best on paper that Justin Herbert has faced so far. On, like I said, and don't don't get mad at me, Chris. On paper, three and a half oh, stars yeah. for Herbie here. Definitely, he has Dallas. not really been that. I think when and when you see all these highlights, that that's what they are. They're highlights. They're not actual. Like you put it all together, it's not really the greatest fantasy day from Herbie so far this season. Austin Eckler, though, let's call him the amazing fantasy Eckler. That really didn't yes. work out. How about Stone Cold Austin? Yes. And that was supposed to be Steve Austin, and that didn't really work out either. Uh, we're working on it, all right, folks? Um, he's the RB2 so far this year. The RB2. Um, Eckler is playing great after disappointing week one. Eckler has over 100 screaming yards in every single game other than week one. The Browns. I have fared rather well against the run, but the best back they've faced so far is the hobbled Dalvin Cook last year or last week and David Montgomery, where he was virtually the only player on the Bears offense that produced. Outside of one yard, he was. Um, on to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Oh, sorry. Four stars for Austin Eckler. Um on to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Keenan Allen is still the target hog for the Chargers and, and Justin Herbert. He has 10, or, 10 more targets than Mike Williams on this season, but Williams has three touchdowns versus Keenan Allen's one. Sounds like Greg Newsom, the cornerback for the Browns, isn't going to play this week, and he is their best uh, graded cornerback. But that doesn't mean that the other two will have an easy week. That doesn't mean that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen will have an easy week. PFF has every Browns cornerback ranked at 34th or better. Hmm. So they literally have every one of their cornerbacks are almost a starters top. on every other team. Basically yeah. Top yeah. On any other team. Or, uh, I yeah. th- thank you for saying that he, they're a starter for any other uh, t- uh, defense in the uh, uh, team in the league, but they have them all. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm giving Keenan Allen three and a half stars and Mike Williams three and three quarter stars, mainly based on the touchdown factor. And, you know, if you, if you um, make it a full PPR and and, um, if it's a full PPR league, maybe bump Keenan Allen up to that three and three quarter stars along with Mike Williams, Jared Cook. It's not the greatest matchup. Uh, And other than last week, Cook, uh, um, last week against the Raiders where Cook, Got his first touchdown of the season. He hasn't really done much, but I'm going to give him that two and a half stars tight end dart throw sort of thing. I know I'm kind of waffling or kind of all over the map on that tight end dart throw rating, but some matchups are a little bit better than others for tight ends. So that's why they get a slightly different tight end dart throw rating. What's your next matchup, Chris? I have one left. 
My next matchup is uh, the New York football giants at my Dallas Cowboys. Good old Wait, what, Danny. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. You're last. Yeah. Uh, good old Danny Dimes. As, uh, this is insane, folks. Listen to him because I'm not sure what he's going to say here, <laughs> but keep going, man. As, as I think Josh mentioned a couple, about a week ago, should I say, Daniel Jones is actually playing pretty well. He's running the ball well, throwing for an average and throwing for an average of 296 yards per game. And the Giants defense is not that good. So it gives comeback and garbage time opportunities to this young athletic quarterback, especially versus high powered offenses like this week. The Cowboys have played opportunistically second in the league with 10 takeaways, but are very much a bend. Don't break, then break a little. Break a little here, break a little there. Defense. Bend a little bit more, bend yeah. a little bit more. Bend a little here get, on the get left. A, get an interception, kind of go back to not bending so much. Exactly. You know, yeah. They are second worst in passing yards surrendered with uh, 1,261 passing yards. Uh, nine pass passing touchdowns given up puts them in sixth worst. And they give up the fourth most fantasy points to the quarterback. Mm. I'm going to give Danny Dimes five stars. Yep. I said, those I said those words. Uh, I said those words. That's a spicy meatball you got going on there. <laughs> yep. Five stars. In a matchup versus my favorite team. Onward to Saquon. Dallas gives up the six least points to running backs. But yeah. a lot of that is the fact teams have to pass and can pass versus them. Furthermore, the best back Dallas has faced is Austin Eckler. And he had a very nice day with 54 rushing yards, but in particularly through the air, Caught nine of his all nine of his targets for 61 yards. Saquon has seen decent target numbers lately, with 14 targets in the last two weeks, and scored three times in the last couple of weeks. One of them receiving. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. He is part of the attack and is dynamic in garbage time. I'm going to give him four stars. Uh, certainly, Shepard did not practice with a hamstring, just like Slayton. Onward to Galladay. Galladay now has a groin after coming off a hip and a hamstring. I have a groin too, Chris. <laughs> right. Well, he's got a problem with his. Just after I coming off. I do not have a, a problem with mine. Right after coming off a hamstring and a uh, a hip. Uh, I do like whichever wide receiver plays for the Giants this week, but seriously, it's it's now or never for Galladay. He has two tough matchups after Dallas, where you probably can't start him. Assuming Galladay goes and Shepard doesn't. I'm going to have, give three and a half tentative stars to Galladay because I believe in Daniel Jones here. Or Dan, yeah. So my, my quick question for you, mm -hmm. Chris, is like, shouldn't, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but the, the, the Diggs cornerback for the Cowboys, is he going to probably cover Galladay and wouldn't that kind of make him a lesser play this week? Okay, it could. Again, Dallas' defense is very hey, opportunistic. Trayvon Diggs. I, I Trayvon. knew that. I'm yeah. sorry. And and Trayvon plays mainly from well, the outside, I, too. I'm looking I think at that's it right kinda, now. I, I think it's kind of baked into three and a half stars. He's only PFF's number 31 cornerback. Uh, that, that, that seems a little low, but okay. He's but played well. Teams have been passing all over him still. Yeah. But, yeah. It's true. Uh, Evan going. Ingram, if you're really desperate, why not? Dallas is... Kind of leaky versus tight end, giving up the six most fantasy points to tight ends. What's two two point so far this year. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Two point two five stars as a desperate, very desperate. Uh, kind of to your point, maybe that's more like a two stars earlier. From Seven receptions, forty eight yards. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Also it's has bad. a fumble that he lost. Mm -hmm. 
But hey, yikes! Gar- garbage time and no Sterling Shepard and no Darius Slayton. On to the Cowboys. I mean, what needs to be said about Dak here? He's playing like an MVP, and Dallas is showing that they can win in multiple ways, depending on their opponent. The Giants give up the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I'm going to give five stars to Dak. Zeke, uh, Washington seems to be a bit susceptible to receiving backs, having given up their two biggest days to McKissick and Cordero Patterson. Yet, Gordon and Kamara had nice days on the ground. Zeke is the RB4 in the year and had his best game last week versus mm. a darn good Carolina defense. Dallas is hot right now, and I think both backs can do some damage here. I'm going to give four stars for Zeke. Pollard is the running back 26 on the year, but most of that came yeah. in week two versus the Chargers. Exactly. Still, both guys are getting opportunities. I'm seeing them on the field together a little bit here. I'm going to give a tentative mm-hmm. three stars for Pollard to keep him in the top 36 as a flex. Uh, Amari is a wide receiver 16. The wide receivers is where the shine has really worn off on this very good Dallas attack. Target numbers are plummeted as the running backs and tight ends have had the success. Uh, That's three and a half, three and a half targets per game over the last two weeks for Amari and four targets per game over the last two weeks for CD lamb. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to defer to Amari. Just, I don't know. He seems to be the, quote better fantasy receiver i guess i'm not saying he's a better player it's overall true. but right now he's the guy i'm going to defer to i'm going to give him again just a tentative three stars keep him in the top 36 i'm going to say cd's fine if you're in a three receiver league or a deeper league and give him two and a half stars if you want to go there um yeah yeah i mean i don't have anything on gallup and wilson onto the tight ends i mean they've really been coexisting well, so out yeah, got well. I, I just I put a slash here. I was just sorry, thinking out loud. Um, so Wilson has been fine for just like again a really really deep league. There, he's real he's, life football. He's exactly been he's been fine. He's been catching a couple touchdowns here and there. Uh, onto the tight ends again. That's where all the damage is being done. Uh, I think Schultz is clearly the one uh, that you want. Uh, he's also clearly the one in the offense. However, <laughs> Jarwin is going out going. there and catching the occasional twenty or thirty yards and uh, scoring too. So. They're definitely scheming them. They're definitely using them both on the field more with Gallup out. Although, again, Cedric Wilson is filled in admirably. I'm going to give three and a half stars to Schultz and three stars to Jarwin. Again, I think the backs feed and the tight ends feed again this week. I like how in the chat last week in in our Discord, which, you know, hey, look at the show notes for the Discord. But I like... like, Blake Jarwin scored that first touchdown. The, well, the first uh, t- uh, tight end for Dallas to score the touchdown last week. I'm like, after $55 and all this, like, B- Dalton Schultz is the tight end one for Dallas. Here comes Blake Jarwin. And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's a joke, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, there you go. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty apparent. But again. They're both involved, uh, you know. For realsy, uh, so far this year, Adoree is... Jackson for the cornerback for the Giants is mm-hmm. PFF's number twenty-four corner. Actually, outrating um, James Bradbury, which last year was like a top, like twenty corner according to PFF, and and Bradbury is at fifty is at fifty-three. They're both on the outside, so they're probably CD and and is hopefully going to face more of Bradbury, uh, whereas Adoree Jackson. Is, who has struggled in years past. He has. But when he's on, he's on. And so far this year, it looks like he's been on. So 
it could be a potentially rough matchup, and it could be like you like you were alluding to. Like I'm completely agree with you. It could be more of a tight end game again. Again, yeah. TD man, what are you doing to me? And even Dak hasn't been like fantasy like gold this year. He's been more yeah. like real life like great. You yeah. know. Ironically, I did. Um, I, I did call let's him move on to my stars. final matchup, Chris, yep. uh, which is the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to pull up that document here and do a lot of behind the scenes yada yadas and so on and so on. And I'm going to start with Josh Allen. Five stars for Josh Allen. This is a juicy matchup for both teams. According to the lines.com, as of Wednesday, which is yesterday with our recording, the over under for this game is 56.5 points. There's going to be a lot of points scored this week. The Chiefs are giving nice. up the second most uh, fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks at 26. So five stars for Josh Allen. Zach Moss, I'm giving him three and three quarter stars or 3.75 stars. The past two weeks, Moss has been in on, it's only been 56% of the Bills' offensive snaps. but And most of Moss's fantasy value is based on touchdowns. But he has one in every week except for week one where he was a healthy scratch. Which, you know, I think, like, just a quick side note on this. Mm-hmm. I think that healthy scratch was based on some behind-the-scenes disciplinary reason that we'll probably never, ever hear about. Oh, yeah? I, okay. I really think that's what it is. I was thinking okay. about it, like, I'm like, why would you just do a healthy scratch for him? And it was maybe just, like, it might have been something simple as, like, you weren't doing any, you weren't pass protecting very well in practice. So, week one, out. Um, just something to kind of get his, just kind of tune him up a little bit. Um, maybe it was just out of line. He mouthed off to the coach. I don't know what. Well, like I said, we'll probably never hear about it, but I think that's why he was healthy. Uh, he was a healthy scratch in week one. Okay. The Chiefs have given up six touchdowns to running backs. That is five on the ground and one through the air. I like Moss to continue his touchdown streak this week. Nice. Devin Singletary, I'm going to give him two and a half stars. You could do worse. Perhaps you're an RB. You need an RB replacement for the loss of Monty or David Montgomery, as he's more widely known. You know, you missed out on you missed out on Damian Williams. Do you still have Devin Singletary on your bench? Two and a half stars. The Chiefs are giving up some some yardage and definitely touchdowns to to running backs. So you know, if you really need a spot start. Devin Singletary, two and a half stars. Cool. Um, Stefan Diggs, the best, the best Chiefs has a PFF grade of seventy point eight, which is thirty, which is twenty first, and that's Mike Hughes, who is really not that good. And and, and I gotta say, Chris, I mm-hmm. I think PFF got confused. Whoever was doing the data entry for him was entering the data and putting Mike Hughes's jersey number as his rank because his jersey number is also 21. Um <laughs> as far as an overall cornerback ring. I'm not I'm not lying. Mike Hughes ain't all that great, dude. So I'm going to give 5 stars to Stefan Diggs. Cole Beasley, I'm giving you two and a half stars. You're a low in flex consideration, but Dawson Knox on the other hand, he's getting boy, three, yeah. three quarter stars. Yeah. The Chiefs have held the likes of Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, and Jared Cook. Uh, Jared Cook, eh. yeah, but to an average of 10.2 fantasy points per game and allowing only one touchdown to the tight end position so far. I have no has been on fire. No has been on fire, Chris. No. It's supposed to be Knox. Knox has been on fire. I like him to continue that. He's like literally like NBA jam rules. He's been on fire. I like him to continue that three and three quarter stars. Let's move along to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Five stars for Patrick Mahomes as well. The Bills are allowing the least 
the least amount of points to the opposing quarterbacks at eight and a half points per game. They've given up just three passing touchdowns so far this season. Uh, less that they're averaging less than one passing touchdown per game. They've also forced seven interceptions so far this year and are allowing just 167.2 passing yards per game. Why am I giving Patrick Mahomes five stars other than the fact that he's Patrick Mahomes? Here's the here's the caveat. Mm-hmm. And here's the quarterbacks they faced. Do you know who this is? It's Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Tua. Tyler Heineke, Heineken, whatever. And Davis Gooseneck Mills. Poor guy. Those are the guys that are not even close to Patrick Mahomes level. Five stars for Patrick Mahomes. CH, uh, that would be Clyde Edwards. Kind of the same thing with CH as Mahomes. Only CH is an average to above average back. Maybe CH continues his touchdown streak here. Maybe. Um, even though the Bills have, have faced a column of kittens at, when it comes to the running backs, they've only allowed one touchdown to the position. And that was through the air. So it's three stars for CH. I'm kind of, I'm just kind of hoping that that streak continues for him mm-hmm. as a guy who was, I'm, I'm a, maybe I'm a little biased because I was, you know, he was my RB like 10 or 11, like going, uh, like in draft season. So maybe I'm a little biased here. Uh, Tyreek Hill, five stars, of course. If, if Pat Mahomes is getting five stars, so is Tyreek Hill. The the Bills' corners have really taken a step back this season. Uh, Taron Johnson is the only Bills' uh, cornerback with a PFF grade over 50, and he's 18th. And Johnson mainly plays in the slot, and Tyreek lines up all over the hill, so he can easily get himself away from Taron Johnson. Five stars for Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey... Even at the age of 32, he's still he is still a cut above the rest. Like seriously, if you look at the like where the, all the tight ends line up, Travis Kelsey is at least like five more. Is at least three points more per game than any other tight end, and and then I'm saying that's at a very at the bare minimum. He, dude, he's he's still an elite. He's still playing at an elite level. Um, he is. According to PFF, he is their second best tight end matchup of the week. You're not benching t- uh, Travis Kelsey, even if the Chiefs were playing in a tornado. Five stars for Travis Kelsey. What's your next last matchup, Chris? Let's bring us home. But Niners home. At Cardinals. Uh, looks like Jimmy G's not going to go. Uh, you know, I don't know. Trey Lance intrigues me, but he's probably just outside that top twelve. Uh, if you're in a super flex. Fire him up, fire up his legs. I'm gonna give him. How does he fare like versus like the opposing defense? Though that's, I think that's mainly what I'm interested in. Uh, I'm sorry, in terms of, uh... well, like the 49ers are giving up like the what the fifth most points to fantasy quarterbacks, and if Trey Lance is gonna run a little bit, oh, you mean Cardinals? You mean Cardinals? 49ers? You said. I'm talking about Trey Lance. Oh, I'm I'm looking at it backwards. I'm sorry. You are. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, he has you to go up off. against their defense and practice, Chris. Okay, just just throw me a right. freaking bone here. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but it just again it a lot of our conversation is single quarterback league. I'm so go, I'm gonna I'm, go over here now. I'm getting a tentative. I don't know. I'm gonna go through three stars. Uh, that's pretty aggressive. I think it obviously keeps him in the superflex conversation for sure. And there's the potential rushing ability that I think that yeah. gives him that. And and in the very limited time we've seen him, he's looked amazing. It's just 
hey, it's all drawn up plays for him to run and this and that. So three stars. On to Elijah Mitchell. He's, he is, quote, expected to return. I read that during the show, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I may not still have that tweet pulled up, forgive me, but uh, I did read it verbatim. <laughs> uh, that helps my three and one dynasty squad. My 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 building in progress. Or, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, building on the there. fly dynasty squad. There you go. Sermon did run well in his, in his stead, but I'm expecting Mitchell to go four stars for Mitchell. Bench Sermon, no value there. Uh, Looks like they prefer Mitchell's speed. Um, on to Debo. He is a wide receiver three on the season. The cards are 11th best in passing yards, but Debo is averaging 10.5 targets per game. Um, given that I like Lance in a in a flex kind of quarterback two uh, spectrum, I'm going to give Debo four stars. Uh, no other receivers I'm going to throw into that. At yeah, it, it's been it's been it's been Kittle Debo, and that's kind of about it. At least with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, even even Kittle's and Debo a- is like it's extremely ex- exceeded expectations. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it was the other day I was listening to a particular show, and it was just the the surprise names thrown at receiver were just it was it was astonishing, and Debo was one of them. Throwing DJ Moore, I guess, also in there. Well, considering that, like, like in in and I know we're running a little long here, and I'm going to pause you because it's your last matchup. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. considering that everyone was in on Brandon Ayuk over Debo Samuel, but even it was even Ayuk was going as like a wide receiver, like twenty two ish in ADP, and Debo is now like the wide receiver, like nine, I think, without looking it up. He's definitely well within the top ten, like top twelve, I guess. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, I can pull it up here on the fly, but I'm not going to. But, you know, like just re- that kind of return is just amazing. Yep. I'm just sorry. I'm, I'm like fine. he is on my di- he's on my dynasty squad and he's one of the reasons why I'm at three and one. But still, like, I'm just like, I just think it's like something worth highlighting. The fact that like if, if you're just a casual listener and you just happen to stumble up on the show, Debo Samuel is a name. Well. I just, that you need to keep in, in in mind. Yeah, I just remember being. And you're not gonna. And you're not gonna get him cheap if you want to try and trade for him. Yeah, I just remember kind of waffling on him because I was I was kind of high on him and I he really kind came out of the gate, but then Ayuk kind of obviously Debo got hurt and Ayuk. Ayuk stalled at the gate and Debo yeah. Samuel just sh- he was like it's like he strapped strapped a rocket pack to his back as mm-hmm. far as like fantasy value, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Keep going. You're good. You're I good. Really interrupted there. Uh, on to Kittle. I mean, the frustrating thing with Kittle is he's nursing energy right now and he's, he's playing. I know that sounds weird to be like, oh, he's playing, but he's not playing all that great. Uh, go back two weeks ago versus Green Bay in week three, solid nine targets, uh, caught seven of them for 92 yards, 10 fantasy points. You know, you're kind of like, okay, I've dodged a bullet for another week, but he comes out with a stinker last week, 11 targets, but only caught four of them. So we're getting a quarterback change. That's going to put things up in kind of limbo there. I'm not in love with him, but you just can't sit him. Uh, the feel I get from reading the the updates on his injury is this is kind of their weekly thing they go through lately with the, uh, I believe it's calf injury. It's back at the top of my matchup, okay. <laughs> or the, my injuries. He's nursing a calf injury. So uh, I'm going to go and put him out there, but uh, definitely temp your expectations. The Cardinals are third best in terms of fantasy points given up to oh the tight God. end position. I'm sorry, yeah. keep going. So I'm going to give him, like I said, you got to start him. So let's go 2.75 stars and just make him a low end 
tight end one, you know, the tight end 12 or 13 or 14 or 11, you know, right in that area. I just, uh, that's where he's at right now until he gets healthy. And I don't know their bye week off the top of my head, but that's probably what it's going to take. On to the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, it's a good matchup. Kyler is playing MVP football. Niners will give seven most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, this is a division game. You know, I expect I expect uh, a good game. You I say mean, you're not going to say five stars for Kyler. I'm, I'm going to say five stars for Kyler. I feel like that's kind of my theme. Okay, in the, the first few weeks of the season, I feel like I've been very conservative. This week, I feel Wait, like I gave I'm... him 4.25 stars last week. That's true. Ha. That's true. All right, so you broke ha. the streak. You broke the streak for us, but then you handed it to me. Chase Edmonds. Okay, let's get down to this because this is a little more uh, actionable. RB18. Uh, he did not practice yeah. Thursday with a shoulder, but, you know, it's kind of, again, what they're doing for him. Uh, he's taken, uh, I didn't put his snaps, but it's like in the 70s or high 60s percents. Connor is only getting 41. It's about 63%. Okay, there you go. Connor is getting 41.75% of the snaps, so he's just a, just a desperation goal. They do goal. overlap a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he's a desperation goal line throw there, but... Uh, uh, just a great floor for Chase Edmonds with five and a half targets per game. The Niners give the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. I am going to give Chase really? Edmonds four stars. And, and assuming he doesn't play, what would you give Connor in his stead? Yes, sorry. Um, I mean, he's three and a half. He's healthy and has fresh legs. Yeah, three and three quarter. I'll go. I'll go three. Yeah, three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. Okay, because I gave four to Chase. What about a, he, in the same boat? He's assuming the better player. Assuming Chase Edmonds can't play. Right. Here, here's here's the Go. question of the week or the season. Do you know what to do with the Arizona Cardinal receivers, Josh? You just play nuke every Start week. Banging my head against the wall like I do every time I give myself every time I give myself the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Which side note, you're getting the bucks from the for the rest of the season because I hate getting to, into the the it like it is the matchup that takes the longest going through all those stats and everything mm -hmm. for the bucks. So I'm gonna give them to you for the rest of the season. I have mm -hmm. that power. I sort of do, I guess. And I don't want to do it with the cards either. So I'm gonna give those to you, and I'll just take every other team. And you can just have those two because they take me the longest. They, it's literally like a two to one ratio on the on those two matchups. It is brutal there you doing go. research on them. Um, um, so as far as what, like for reals though, like DeAndre Hopkins was a little injured. That was just going to get so to that. Yeah. you can kind of give that to that. I was going to say some more of it was some matchup based, like oh let's take D Hop away. Um, but even know, AJ Green and Rondell Moore and Kirk are just like complete dart throws every week. Like I think they just I think it Ky is. I, I think th Kyler I think is playing on another level, and he's just he's just whoever's open. He don't know? care about your fantasy team. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So let's get down the nitty gritty. Uh, again, I just think the offense just hits the open guy too much. But uh, Nuke is nursing an injury kind of like Kittle is. So I expect brighter days ahead. He's just the type of player that's going to go out there and, and still produce. Stay away from Max little... Williams. Oh, I'm sorry, Max Williams. Oh, cornerback. He's their tight end. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I wasn't referring to that. Yeah, no. Um, so uh, let's just give Nuke a startable 3.25 stars. Let's bench the rest let's of them. Let's give him all three stars for now, man. All, all three stars and just go with it. Yeah. 
it's go crazy with a quarterback saint playing so well and having such a hard time figuring out the fantasy assets. At, you know who you want off of this receivers. team? You want Chase Edmonds, you want Kyler Chase. Murray, and you and that's it. And if you have Nuke, trade him on trade him on name value at the moment and hope that you can get a decent running back from him or a decent yeah, because there's or probably pretty teams good wide out there. receiver slash a running back dart throw. Because there's probably teams you know, out like, there with like Nuke and 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 Cooper Cup. You know, like they got him in the third or fourth or whatever, and so they're like, ah, okay, I've got like the wide receiver one now, and maybe I can deal Nuke. Dude, if I have Cooper Cup, I'm not trading him. Oh, I'm, I get what you're no, saying. No, yeah, exactly. Anyways, I'm sorry. Were you done with that matchup or not? I'm, that I was it, yeah. Interjecting I, I, and... I benched all the other passing options for Arizona. Nuke got a very cons- 3.25 stars just to get him in your lineups and hope for brighter days ahead. The and Niners are not good. bang your head against the wall when they score 20 points on your bench. Like, just... Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, I love Rondell Moore. You know that. I love Kirk, too. I know. I, I, we like we liked Captain Kirk too. I know. I just anyways. that's the show, Josh. Um, Chris, our our time is getting long, and the day is getting old, and we're getting older. So why don't we call this a why don't we call this a wrap? Um, we appreciate you checking out the show. As I've mentioned before in the in the episode, that you can check us out on Sunday mornings. Where Chris hosts right, the um, the Coffee with Amazing Fantasy Football, you get the last minute injury updates. Like literally last minute, we go try and go up till till game kickoff, but right. sometimes not. But the injuries, but first um, we of the you show. also get the, yeah. our our Monday night matchup analysis. You also can join in the chat and ask us questions about asking for a friend. Just last minute lineup decisions too. Um, we get we get so many people coming in and and just kind of popping in and 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 sometimes it's not even just like friends you know just like randos like popping in and just being like hey questions. what about this person or this person thanks questions. peace yep. you know like and that's cool like i love doing that for for people i love doing that for people at work mm-hmm. i love y'all checking coming in and and uh popping in and just giving us and just giving us that view um like share subscribe wherever on facebook um if you are checking us out on face or facebook like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Why didn't I say Facebook? I hate Facebook. Um, if you are checking us out on, on YouTube, not Facebook, uh, you can check us out on podcast format. Pretty much wherever podcasts are available, you can even check it out. Uh, you can even get our podcast from Heidi behind your local, um, you know, um, kind Quickie of terrible Mart. Burger King. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, the, the BK, like, spicy chicken sandwich around here is divine it oh, really is is it, is it gonna uh, be a quick plug for Popeyes? them not getting paid for that that plug either then mm. it is just good anyways um and i hate fast food folks i am a bit of a food snob as you can tell by my fat so-ness um <laughs> wrap it up <laughs> take us home josh uh so that that has been our show like i said you can ch- if you're listening to us from podcast format you can check us out on youtube please like share subscribe wherever possible leave us a comment chris always likes it when you leave us a comment i do as well but i am very anti-social so i don't really want to comment to people in the comments and talk to people so that's been our show um chris uh chris has as a um a Twitch channel that you can kind of check out. He does some PC building and and some gaming over there. You can check him out on at Hardware Dynasty on Twitch. Um, usually, when he's streaming, you'll find this guy, which is Shysock sixty six, in the <laughs> chat. 
So until next time, folks, which is Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Central, we'll see y'all then. See you then. Or until next week, Friday mornings is when the pod slash show comes out. Peace out.